Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to Chumba ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. You and I have the ability and the dignity and the right to make our own decisions and determine our own destiny. No fear. No political correctness. Exposing the tyranny of the minority. You're listening to Underground USA with your host, Frank Silvato. Rendezvous with destiny. Thanks for tuning in once again. You can always catch all of our stuff over at undergroundusa.com. Today I want to talk about the mail-in ballot issue that's exploding all over the Internet. It's going to be a big issue going into November, of course, um, with the possibility of voter fraud. I'm, I'm from Chicago, so when you tell me that there's not going to be any voter fraud, I have to kind of laugh. Dead people vote in Chicago, and I'm going to bet that this election cycle, dead people get mail-in ballots mailed to places that they used to live. That said, uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer have said they want to call for investigations into the U.S. postal system and the mail-in voting issue and disenfranchisement of voters because of a lack of service from the Postal Service. This is all showboating for the media for a simple reason. The Postmaster General already said that he's delaying any changes to any kind of service or diminishment of funding for services until after the November election. So if they were going to be honest, if Schumer and Pelosi were going to be honest, they would just stop calling for these investigations. They're not honest. (laughs) They're going, this is an election cycle and they need to have their demons. So this is going to be one of the demons. Voter disenfranchisement because people wanted to make sure people weren't cheating with mail-in votes. When the progressives and the Democrats talk about the mail-in ballots, they're painting a picture that all of these mail-in ballots, for some bizarre reason, are going to go to a central location in Washington, D.C. to be counted. That's the picture that they're painting. We have to make sure everybody can vote so they're counted. And then the concerns are about, well, we won't know about the vote tabulations for weeks and maybe even months afterwards. And there's even one conspiracy theory that's out there saying that Nancy Pelosi could be president if we don't find out these votes before the end of the tabulations. That's just not true. There is no central hub. There is no federal vote tallying hub where all of these ballots will go to. A very simple understanding of civics 
tells us this. If you understand the election process, especially for president and vice president in the United States, then you know that this concern is something born of, of political fear tactic. States oversee the federal elections. Now, what do I mean by that? Each county, township, or parish supervisor of elections is the person who tabulates the votes. When you go to a polling place, that's run by your supervisor of elections from, from that area's authority, which is most often the county seat. When you go to a polling place, you vote, you take your ballot, it's, it's counted in the electronic ballot if that's what you're doing. If not, your, your computer scanned ballot goes into the tabulation box. And at the end of the election day, all of those goes back, they go back to the county seat to be tabulated. Once the supervisor of elections for that county tabulates those, they get sent to a central point in the state where, where all of those results are tabulated to figure out who won the election's general population vote. In presidential elections, once the certification happens at the county level and the state level, electors are appointed to represent those vote totals. This is where the Electoral College comes in. Once the county certifies the vote for the state and the state certifies the vote, that state seats its contingent of electors to the Electoral College. They are the ones that vote for President and Vice President of the United States. As an aside, Democrats and progressives always want to tell us that we're a democracy. We're not. We are not a democracy. The framers abhorred pure democracy because it's mob rule. It doesn't protect the rights of the minority. So when it comes to voting for president and vice president, they created the Electoral College, which provides checks and balances to the mob rule mentality that today the Democrats and progressives want to run by. If they had their way, there would be no Electoral College. They would only campaign in New York, Chicago, L.A., Miami, Boston, Philadelphia, every place that's cobalt blue in an urban area, and everybody else in the country would be ruled by the dictates of the urban ideology. So again, to reiterate, in the elections for president and vice president of the United States, the people do not vote directly for the candidate. While, yes, you see on the ballot you vote for that, you're voting for electors to go and say, our state goes this way. Our state has voted for Ronald Reagan. Our state has done this. There are some states that have proportioned these electoral college. Each state gets to make its own rules about how they send people to the electoral college. It's the beauty of 50 states and 50 state constitutions, the United States of America. We, in voting for the names of these candidates, vote for the electors that will vote for them in the electoral college. On the first Monday, after the second Wednesday in December, the electors to the electoral college vote for the president and the vice president of the United States. Then before a joint session of the House and the Senate, during the first week of January, the electoral college votes are tabulated and the president and the vice president are elected. The electoral college is necessary there's a big move among Democrats and progressives to get rid of the Electoral College, and that would be the biggest, that would be the death of our governmental process. Because only the cities would rule. Everybody who lives in the country, farmers, ranchers, people who live in rural areas, they, they would not be represented in a, in a national vote. The Electoral 
College requires candidates to appeal to voters outside of the urban areas. That's why we have swing states. They have to concern themselves with going to Iowa, to New Hampshire, to Oklahoma, to Nebraska, to Montana, because those electoral college votes add up. The framers left us a republic, not a democracy. So the electoral college guarantees the republic lives. We get rid of the electoral college and the republic dies and the progressives succeed in their fundamental transformation of the United States and America from a constitutional republic to a socialist democracy. So to get back to the mail-in ballots, when we're talking about the mail-in ballots and you hear this argument about all of these votes going to one place and the tally taking from weeks and months, this is a local issue. All politics is local. Your votes will be tallied and certified locally at your county, township, or parish level. Once they're tallied and certified, they go to the state, the electors are seated. This is not an influx of 300 million ballots going into one post office complex in, on, in Washington, D.C. These would be mail-in ballots going through the circuit of your county, parish, or township. Now, that said, I'm not really a fan of mail-in ballots because, like I said, I'm from Chicago. Dead people vote there. Unless your supervisor of elections is on top of it, purging the voter rolls to make sure that unqualified voters are off those voter rolls, dead people, people who have moved, people who have been found to be illegally registered, if your supervisor of elections hasn't done that, then your area is absolutely ripe for fraud. And with the mail-in ballots, that kind of amplifies that ability to, to commit that fraud. The other thing that can happen with these mail-in ballots, and it happens in a lot of small-town rural places that are corrupt, and I know of what I speak, believe me, nefarious people will harvest these ballots out of mailboxes. These are the same people who pull down yard signs. They go through the mailboxes harvesting these mail-in ballots and they will cast the ballot. Then it falls to the supervisor of elections and that staff to compare signatures. Otherwise that vote is counted. So there, there's a great vulnerability with mail-in ballots when it comes to people who are willing to break the law and win at all cost. Like I said, these are the same people who have the mentality of pulling down political science in other people's yards. So I urge you to absentee vote if, in fact, you're not going to go to the polling places, and that's still the best game in town is to go to the polling places. Even then, nefarious people can, can fudge the numbers. But the bottom line here is, because all politics is local, and because all elections are local, even the national and federal elections are local because they're executed locally. So keep that in mind when you hear the over-the-top rhetoric about the mail-in ballots, but also understand that there's ways that people who don't care about law and order can affect your election. So vote in person. If, if you can go to a Walmart to get, to, to get food, you know, if you can stand in line to get McDonald's, then you can go vote. There's, there's really no excuse. All politics is local kill the corruption locally, and it's easier to drain the swamp federally. 
So pay attention to your local politics and the people who run your elections locally. Make sure your supervisor of elections is on the up and up. That's a vote. That's a, a position that's voted in. So do your due diligence and make sure you have honest and good people in those positions. Believe me, George Soros doesn't want honest and good people in those positions. I'll be right back with my Monday segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce. Broadcast to over 2 million people daily on the Salem and Genesis Communications networks right after this. This podcast segment has been brought to you by the Emerald Coast Tea Company, makers of all-natural, handcrafted, exotic blend teas. When it comes to tea, no matter what your preference, the Emerald Coast Tea Company has a tea or tea blend just for you. Order yours today at emeraldcoastteacompany.com. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. This is the Captain's America Third Watch. Coming to you live from Tampa. Call in now and talk to Captain Matt toll free. 877-969-8600. He's on the air, taking on enemies foreign and domestic, and uniting Americans to the cause of liberty. We will rally the world to this cause by our efforts, by our courage. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Good morning, America. Hello, world, and welcome to the edition of the Captain's America Third Watch. I'm your host, Captain Matt Bruce, as we broadcast from my Salem Media Group, Tampa flagship station, my Moss Family Automotive Studio, to great radio stations all across America, across the Caribbean, and around the world, too, via the Internet and the satellite. And a special shout-out goes to our active-duty military and veterans, along with a salute to our first responders, EMTs, firefighters, and police, our hospital and ER room workers, our 911 dispatchers, the Customs and Border Patrol security officers, the U.S. Coast Guard, and all those helping in the coronavirus effort, too. Keep us free and safe and to the truckers the warehouse the factory workers the butchers the bakers the janitors the maintenance the mechanics the construction workers the bulk mail centers the uber lyft taxi and bus drivers along with the roughnecks working on the oil rigs and the bridge tenders too keeping the waterways moving thanks for the job you're doing now remember you can follow us on Facebook, like the official Captain's America Third Watch Facebook page on Twitter, at Captain's America. And don't forget to check us out on the web at the Captain's America Third Watch.com. All right, and joining us right now, Frank Silvato from the Underground USA Discussion and Podcast site. Hello, sir. Mr. Captain. You ready to say the pledge? Sure, let's get going. I pledge allegiance, pledge allegiance to, the flag to the flag of, of the, the United, United States, States of America. America. And, and to, to the, the republic, republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, indivisible liberty and justice for all. And we emphasize the two words, under God, because our great country was founded on Judeo-Christian values. By the way, last week, I don't know if you noticed, I certainly did, but those two words, under God, were taken out of the pledge when the Democrats did it. Yeah, and they, and they, and they like to say, well, it was only put in during the fifties, so we don't we don't we don't like to say, you know, knock it off. 
the, the Pledge of Allegiance is what the Pledge of Allegiance is. We recognize that they say it in the schools sometimes. I know my my ex-wife still makes her kids say it every morning. You know, so, you know, that that kind of a nitpicky progressive ideological thing is the thing that makes people just, just it, it stinks. Speaking of kids, Kellyanne Conway announced she's leaving the White House at the end of the month. Her husband, George, announced he's leaving the Lincoln Project PAC, the anti-Trump PAC, also uh, to go back home and be with the family because she's going to be a mama. And that's all probably because her daughter, 15-year-old daughter, on Friday announced she wanted to go through emancipation and get rid of uh, the family and be off on her own. Yeah, and and at the same time, she put out a tweet after this announcement saying, um, "Please don't hate on my parents." So you know, this is teenage angst. There, I, I can't help but think there's something else in play here when yeah. you have two people with very, very high level jobs in politics decide at the very same time, and they're from both sides. They're from opposite ends of the spectrum on, on our administration today. You know, when you have two people in high-profile jobs like that at the same time agree to drop out of political life, there's something else at play in here. Very unusual. We'll have to wait and see. To be continued, I guess is the way we'll put that. Now, yeah. um, the the president yesterday uh, had a press conference uh, late in the afternoon where he brought on the HHS secretary and the Food and Drug Administrator and announced the approval, the emergency approval of the plasma treatment for COVID-19. But really, that's nothing new, Frank, because they've been treating people with plasma for different ailments for years. Yeah, this goes back to the same school of thought as hydroxychloroquine. These are two things that that for a great majority of people, and more and more doctors are coming out saying use it, you know, these are tried and true things that, that we could have diminished the the effects of this of this event from from the start and and it's typically something we would have used and and yet all of this brouhaha because we have to develop a very expensive vaccine i hope more people's eyes are starting to open about why we didn't have to go through this I, yeah. I really do, because history is going to play this out as the biggest politically and, and, and profiteering made hoax that has ever been played in a country. Mm-hmm. Well, you won't get any argument from me on that. I still don't understand why we had to shut everything down. And then I hear Biden going, well, if the experts say that we need to shut it down, then obviously we'll listen to them and we'll do what needs to be done. No, you won't. We can't afford another shutdown. Shouldn't have had the first one to begin with. With, with an over 99% survival rate, it, 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 is, it is insane to have shut this country down. You know, and you always hear the argument, yeah, but if it saves one more life, well, you know, I, I'm not, I, I was a paramedic. For for the love of baby Jesus, mm-hmm. I, I I value life. I did it for a living, mm-hmm. but I also know that you don't shut down an entire country to save a life. No, that it, that may sound cold, but if that's the case, we shouldn't have automobiles. The herd immunity that they did in Sweden, how that that seemed to work. It, it did work, and herd immunity mm-hmm. needs to happen, and, and we keep delaying herd immunity from happening because we're wearing these stupid masks. Mm-hmm. 
You know, again, if you if your argument is, but if one life is saved, don't be selfish. Wear the mask because one life could be saved. Then get rid of automobiles because they kill more people every year consistently than than this. Yep. Yep, won't get any, won't get any argument with, uh, from me over that. Now, the other thing is, is very briefly, what's the weather like up there? You're in the panhandle, and uh, you've got a couple of hurricanes kind of going your way, sort of, kind of. <laughs> yeah, they, they say they're both going to batter Louisiana. We're on the wind side of it. We haven't seen anything yet but gray skies and a few sprinkles. But we're, we're going to see some some nasty stuff at the beach. So if you're in flood zones, be careful. All right, hold that thought, folks. We'll be right back with more with Frank Silvato from the Underground USA Discussion and Podcast. You can find out more about him by going to undergroundusa.com. And I'll be right back with more. Kathy, your turn. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch, heard live right here on this station from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern Time, overnight Monday through Saturday. Call 877-969-8600 and tell us what's on your mind. Hey, I'm 930, The Answer. Online at TheAnswerSarasota.com. Hey, I'm 930, The Answer. Hi, this is Mike Gallagher. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch with Captain Matt Bruce. Yes, you are. And this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Moss Nissan. And while the factories were slowing production and dealerships are running out of inventory, Moss Acura and Moss Nissan went on a buying spree. Now, with over a 1,000 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from, Moss has the largest selection in the state. And before you buy elsewhere, see Moss. That's spelled M-A-U-S. Now, they'll have the vehicle you want. The other guys might not. And their goal is to never lose your business over price either, with many favorable finance programs, including 0% loans with approved credit. And Moss Nissan Crystal River just received Nissan's prestigious award of excellence. Way to go, team. Now, if you're searching for a new, improved service experience, remember, you serve, you save, applies to service. And the Moss Service Department's handle all makes and models, too. Moss Acura and Moss Nissan's You Serve, You Save program applies to all active-duty military, veterans, first responders, and now includes pastors and faith workers, too. Save 20% off the work done on your vehicle. Now, the choice is simple. The choice is clear. The choice is here. Moss Acura and Moss Nissan in Newport Ritchie, Crystal River, and now Florida Avenue in Tampa, where Moss Acura and Moss Nissan sit side-by-side at 11001 North Florida Avenue in Tampa. All right, and back to Frank Silvato from the Underground USA podcast. And Mr. Frank, Sean Hannity told special report that the FBI committed premeditated fraud in the Russia probe. Agreed? Agreed. And he said the evidence is overwhelming. Then we find out that Brennan was interviewed, of course, on Friday in the Durham probe. And uh, the quote that came out from his aide, one of his aides, was (laughs) that he's not a target. Well, that's the aide talking. That's not Durham because Durham isn't saying anything. Yeah, you know, you don't get questioned for eight hours and, and not be somebody uh, a person of interest, right? He was he, he was questioned for eight hours. That, that's a full day. That you know, if you're just gathering gathering some information about somebody else, it, it just doesn't take eight hours. So this is a political spin to try and damage control. No one from no one from Durham's office said that Brett is not a target. No one from the DOJ said Brennan's not a target. The only person that said Brennan's not a target is someone being paid by Brennan. 
And then you've got the ultimate moron, ex-FBI boss James Comey, who said, and I quote, I can't imagine that I'm a target of Durham's probe of Russian, uh, yeah, the Russian investigation. Boy, he's got to be number one on the hit parade. <laughs> I can't imagine it. Well, if that's the kind of insight you were using when you were going about the investigation into the, into the president, the president while he was running, then that's why you're in the position you're in today. You know, that's the dumbest statement I've ever heard. I can't imagine. It, I'm, it, it's tantamount to the line in, in Casablanca. I'm shocked, shocked that there's gambling here at Rick's Cafe Americana. <laughs> well, nobody ever said Comey was smart, but of course, uh, oh, no. And then again, Senator Lindsey Graham uh, said uh, that the declassified FBI documents showed a double standard for Clinton and Trump campaigns, as he pointed out, very adeptly so, that uh, good old Hillary was briefed before the Trump campaign was. Yeah, Lindsay, I've got, I've got my issues with Lindsay. He likes to come out and state the obvious and says, then uh, everything's going to happen. That storm's going to hit. We're going to go get him, and nothing happens. So, you know, bring these people in front of your your Judiciary Committee and get something done. Quit going on Fox and talking about it and do it. Now, we've got the Republican National Convention about to start. President Trump uh, uh, in sort of an unprecedented mood, I would say. I don't remember any other presidential nominee or candidate doing this. It says he's going to speak every night at the convention. Why not? Why not? I'd, I'd rather hear from the president than hear from some celebrity who wants to tell me how what a great job he's done. He, he's going to use it as the bully pulpit that he gets to use it for. He's the president of the United States, and he's the obvious nominee. So talk to the nation directly and, and, and circumvent the media and, and, and talk straight to the voter. It's been his game plan from the very beginning. Now, now just jam it into hyper overdrive and, and disenfranchise the media completely. Take the message directly to the voter in the age of social media, Internet immediacy, and, and, and use this platform as a springboard to create this avenue of communication that leaves the media on the sidelines. It, it's a beautiful idea. And here's where he needs to start. Over the weekend, Nancy brought the crew back to vote on the United States Postal Service. Uh, let's see, $25 billion additional money. Now, keep in mind, all this was going on while the post office has been completely funded until September 30th of 2021. They just tossed an extra $25 billion in there. They've, they've, also, got, they've also got a reserve of $10 billion, so they don't need this. And, and all the hearings that they want to have uh, about all of these measures and cost-cutting and service-cutting, the, the Postmaster General already said, okay, just to make sure that you don't use it as a political issue, we're going to delay it until after the election. So now what do you want to gripe about? Well, you know, I, I think <clears throat> Nancy just likes to take the Martini Express back and forth from San Francisco. Chucky Boy Schumer announced that they're going to launch an investigation in the Senate into the United States Postal Service policy changes. Why were they changed? Who made the changes? Who ordered the changes? Go to and, 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 and they should have the postmaster general show up the very first day. First question: We're we didn't we're not making any changes. So why am I here, Senator? Now I got one for you. You know who Frank Luntz is, right? Yeah, 
He said all the trending with Donald Trump is upward, and he is doing much better than Joe Biden is. And you know how I can prove that? Mm -hmm. A CBS poll over the weekend, a CBS GOP poll, GOP voters have praised President Trump's handling of the economy. More think he's done a better job than the Democrats would have. And more say the COVID-19 response has been better than what the Democrats could have done. That blows the Democrats' theory that I've been hearing all week long last week totally out of the water. No, I'm, I'm going to go with Professor Northup from Stony Brook oh, uh, yes. University. I love that guy. Who has <clears throat> been right 25 out of 27 of the last major elections. Mm-hmm. And, and he comes off with a major, major landslide mm-hmm. for Trump coming this election, upwards of 91%. So, you know, if you're, if you're going to be looking at models and, and polls, you know, I'm glad CBS is is trying to be somewhat wide-eyed about this. But this guy, you know, when you have a track record of 25 out of 27, you've got to listen to the model that he puts <laughs> forward. And when you see the Electoral College map on this, it's like 362 to one something. I mean, it, it's it's unbelievable. This is this is Reagan-esque. Well, the Wall Street Journal weekend poll in the swing states, the voters favored Trump over Biden, and the national uh, average at Real Clear Politics is now down to four points within the po- the uh, margin of error in many of the polls. So I think the danger here when when we're sitting at August 24th going forward is having this enthusiasm peak too soon. Mm-hmm. We we need to make sure that this peaks at the at the at the end of October, going into mid to end October, and then then this is it's going to be bigger than even Northup's model. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, if you're Joe Biden and you can't take to the campaign trail, if you're Kamala Harris and people just get to actually just well. click off you on on, <laughs> on 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 the internet you're in trouble well now now frank the reason he can't take to the campaign trail is because uh, with all the testing that was done of him all i mean he had all those tests remember they were testing him every day every day and oh frank by the way every day and they never tested him for covid <laughs> it's, 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 all righty <laughs> it's, it's 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 not it's not the flashcards with the cat sound joe it's a yeah. Let's take a caller real quick here. Okay. Good morning, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys. It's Sean in Tampa. I I don't know about the other people in the country or you guys. Uh, I know you're more optimistic because you portray. I talk to people all over the country every day, my friend. But I tell you, I am so stressed out over the fact of thinking that this country is going to go to these Democrats. Nope. Voter fraud. Nope. Voter fraud. Nope. Nope. Never mind the voter fraud. I got an answer for that. We're out of time here, so I got to disappear. But no, Frank, I'm not concerned about voter fraud. You know why? Why? For the amount of attorneys that the Democrats have got on there, we probably got that much or more. (laughs) Well, and I mean, they're everywhere. People have to remember that the states control the certification of their votes. That's right. So even with mail-in ballots, it all goes to the state secretary of state, the state capitals, and they certify the vote to send the electors to the electoral college. Yep. There is no major central 
national voting tallying place that all these mail-in votes are going to go to. Nope. So let's get that canard off the table. Well, thank you very much, and I will talk to you on Friday. Another great uh, great discussion, Frank. Stay well, my friend. All right, that's my buddy Frank Silvato, and he and I have been on the air together for over 20 years. When I first talked to him, he was on with Bill O'Reilly on the, uh, the Factor for a number of times. That's how I happen to know about him. I'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Underground USA. Be sure to check us out online at www.undergroundusa.com and on social media. Please subscribe to our podcast at iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on podcast platforms like CastBox, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and anywhere podcasts are heard. Underground USA is produced and syndicated by Compass Point Productions. All content is used with permission and pursuant to the dictates of the fair use copyright law. Any and all guests have appeared at their own risk. Rendezvous with destiny.